All right, we're back. Credit Club Podcast. You're here with John Marsh. We've got my coffee here. We've got a short solo episode today. We're going to be talking about offline events or live events, uh, typically offline, but live events. These were a big part of the kind of Credit Club world last week. They were the key, it was the focus of the key weekly article. You can get the weekly articles at creditclub.link. Up the top, there's a tab, free articles. Each week we go deeper into a topic. It's kind of where, you know, the 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 real sustenance is, the, the stuff that's really going to help you on the execution side with the business is the articles and the emails. You can get both of them from creativeclub.link. And then the podcast here, today I'm going to share a little bit of personal perspective on the live events. But we don't go too deep on things like the social media. It's more on the website. So go check that out if you want. Today, I want to talk about my background with some of the live events and just point out what I think are some huge hidden opportunities for people that you can execute on without too much drama, right? Like it's it's pretty straightforward and very powerful. So we app on a lot about these live events. I think first thing we need to do is clear up the context for why that is. You know, in a world where everyone wants to scale an online business and use Zoom and get more and more people in the Zoom calls and kind of go that way. Why are we harping on about offline? It's not scalable. It takes energy. You have to travel. You have to organize things. The first business that we had was a running store. So I came out of corporate, opened a running store. It's a brick and mortar business. People come in, they buy shoes and socks and drinks and maybe some running clothes, and then they leave. We sold stuff online. We had an online store. It did quite well, but it was mostly people who had bought from us offline who then wanted to buy more stuff when they moved away or whatever it was. And we would put stuff in the post and send it out to them. We weren't really onto the social media at that point, although we should have been, but we kind of just used it passively. Second business was the running, it was the gym. And again, offline business. So yes, we did social media. I was doing blogs and emails and that kind of stuff at that point. But the business was helping people in the room. And so that's my context, right? My context is seeing change happen in front of me with a human who is in front of me. That's just my background. And so a lot of people are getting into business today, online businesses coming from a job right where they sit, they've been sitting at a desk coming into it from social media going okay i want to build a coaching business or whatever it might be and then that becoming the business built on zoom or built on online delivery nothing wrong with that it's just a different context so that's where i come from and that's why even though now create a club is a business coaching program that's online dominant we still do three live events per year and I still will go international, national around the state to meet with business owners, even though it's a hassle, right? In, in terms of being a cost, like you have to leave, you have to go do these things, you have to travel. We still do that because there's so much value in it. And this is what I want to speak on just briefly. Now, this may seem paradoxical. Those of you who know me know I don't trust big crowds. I've lived in Sydney, Melbourne, Auckland, and all the time, even when I was in those cities, I didn't trust big crowds. I didn't really trust the cities. 
and it's sort of a group behavior mentality thing there was one instance back in the day i was at a concert with ruby and we were at this final act it was a rage against machine final act and this crowd just compressed and i was just watching it was it was fine there wasn't really any danger or anything but i had i sort of grabbed ruby's hand i was trying to kind of lead her out of this compressed mass of people that was trying to fit through one little gate and you could just see the lack of i guess care that starts to happen in my view when tons of people get together because each individual kind of becomes anonymous and so i've always thought that about cars of like it just creates this behavior that people wouldn't necessarily do when they're face to face with you on their own when they're in big groups this this sort of group think thing kicks in and it gets unpredictable so anyway that's always kind of been my bias but i do love people i love getting in front of people i love working with good people i love interacting with people I love talking to people i'm always talking to new people i haven't met and so that's why i love to get in the room that's why we always do these live events so here's so that's the context now here's the thing when you the technology is a great platform to have zoom allows us to connect with people globally it's awesome and if you're a trainer or coach whatever you're using these things very cool however it isn't everything right it's not a foundation for actual interaction right so it's a very powerful tool but it does have limitations and this is where getting in the room can be really strong be really powerful now you might be getting in the room with colleagues staff you know a lot of the businesses now they just have all people working remotely so you could do like a, a once a year retreat or a get together a lot of the businesses we work with are starting to do that now where they they might have remote staff but it's like once a year they're doing kind of a, a party or a gathering staff development days these kinds of things but when you get into the room it allows the obviously the connection to, to be much stronger but it also allows a transmission at a much deeper level what do i mean by that well let's say you want to learn to go spear fishing uh, i was up the coast diving yesterday if you're new like i remember back to when i learned when i was a kid and went with my dad i was terrified back then like i remember thinking if we dove certain places i would barely get in because i was so afraid of sharks so i was about 11 or something like that and then what i started to do was follow him and i would just jump in the water and i don't even think i had a spear gun half the time but i would just follow him as he was spearfishing sit on the surface watch him and every once in a while he might say something like you know don't kick as hard or relax or whatever or he would point something out but generally speaking it was a case of learning by just literally osmosis just being around him and then kind of copying what he did now we're not saying that this is what you do in your live events and people are going to copy you or anything like that but what it will allow you to do with the people that you serve is create perspectives create environments create ways of learning create tools that you just cannot replicate 
on a screen. Okay, and we, I mean, this is coming from, in, in our world, on Creative Club, we've got really high, what I would call sort of call standards. We never enforce this or whatever, but it's just like when you jump on a call, everyone's video is on, everyone's pretty much present on the call. They're in the middle of the frame. You can see them, the microphone works. It's like, it's an unspoken, I guess, sort of cultural rule is that the calls are taken seriously. And that's because we just wanna make sure we get the most out of the technology that we do have. But when you get into a room, it's a whole nother level. You can teach your people, you can share things, you can transmit your lived experience and your lessons and your insights at a much, much higher level. And it's interesting talking to a lot of the physios and you know people who work physically with people in pain. Now they're starting to realize this in the sessions. It's like, hey, we can't do these really, really short compressed sessions and expect the client to relax and to really open up and to learn and to sort of heal. So a lot of them are extending those sessions out to create a little bit more space with the client. And if you think about if you're a client coming in with pain and there's a lot of tension in your system and you're, you're perceiving things to be, you know, maybe a little bit stressful or whatever, you're a little bit rushed. When you come in and the physio or the practitioner is kind of grounded and you've got that ability to sit with them, they talk you through a few things and you can discuss what's going on. That in itself is helpful for relaxing the body, right? And it's kind of the same with business. When I've sat with mentors face-to-face -face in the room and they ask me questions, I'm like, I'm, I'm picking up all kinds of different things. How relaxed they are, how focused they are, how present they are, the types of questions they ask, how they move through the room, how they talk to other people, how they've organized this event, all of these little things, that's the real gold. So we got into small business, you know, I guess to wrap it up, we got into small business because I believe that the future is, needs to, or should be driven by creators. Uh, you know, imaginative and artistic helps to realize a vision. This is the very opposite of the industrial big business, the big business industrial complex, right? The slow moving sort of authoritarian industrial businesses we're all about small businesses. We're all about connection in your community, doing good work, learning to market, learning to do sales, making good money through connecting your community, through connecting people. The, the highest form of this is gathering people together. This is getting more and more difficult for various reasons, but it is still the most powerful thing that you can do there's a reason why when you saw you know COVID happen these kinds of things you saw the big players right the Tony Robbins these sort of people do these huge online events but what happened as soon as they were able to come back offline they went back offline and they created an online counterpart so they still are filming these kinds of things but they got back in the room right so this is the big thing they know that it's powerful. It's the most powerful. It's the most important. So getting back on the road. So that's kind of my take on it. The future belongs to small businesses, people like you. It, your work is very important. And no matter really what you do, that probably won't be 
totally covered through an online platform. If you do have a global online coaching business, something of that nature, you can still ground that in offline experiences or live experiences, getting together with colleagues, getting together with some of the clients, getting together with um, you know a new type of workshop or presenting, learning to do some speaking, getting yourself grounded in reality. All it will do is power up your online side of your business. Don't be afraid to zag away from sort of an increasingly technocratic or an increasingly technologically dependent world and continue to do your offline work, you will thrive, right? Like typically when everyone's going one way, you bring in a little bit of the opposite and you can do quite well. So that's my take on it. A little bit contrarian as always, but it will be very powerful for your business. Personally, I'm constantly seeking offline. I'm in different online memberships and groups and that kind of thing. The best ones, they're sending me gifts offline. The best ones have annual or biannual or three or four times a year meetups that are offline. And the best ones have the capacity for me to get in touch with or call people in the group and they support offline connection or the ability to call or connect with individuals and organize offline connection or live connection if you want. So it's something to think about, right? Now, that's my take. That's it for it for this little one today. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're wanting to do more offline, if you're sitting there and you're in your business, you sort of bought the idea of a purely online deal and you're kind of like, this is hard and it's hard to find, you know, traction. What I would do is get out the calendar and go, all right, what's something cool I could put in place? Pencil that date in, work backwards to do your marketing and enrollment. Uh, jump onto the creativeclub.link website and have a look at the, on, at the recent article to create something special that resonates with your world. And, you know, and, and just have a go. If you've done a couple before in the past, but maybe it's been a while, maybe COVID came, you notice that a lot of people became more afraid. Live events weren't happening as much. Or they, you know, fit a bit sparse and you sort of lost confidence in them. I would recommend that now is a really great time to get back on the horse, put a few together and, you know, we and, 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 and build something and have a crack because you'll be pleasantly surprised and your business will thank you for it as well. And you can share that experience in the online space. Also, that's it for me today. We'll see you on the next episode. If you want more of this, go to creativeclub.link and jump on the email list. There's usually three or four emails going out a week where we'll cover some of these topics in deeper, uh, deeper levels. We'll see you on the next one.